Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here. Today, we're going to revisit the Jacksonville Jaguars, as the hiring cycle and carousel of head coaches in the NFL has ended recently. I want to discuss how Peterson is a good fit, and also another side to Jacksonville's hiring cycle this season. So, firstly, Doug Peterson is the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome Duval Dougie. Out of all the teams that could have hired him this season, the only other team that would have been a good fit, other than the Jags, would have been the Raiders. With the leadership of Derek Carr on that team, as well as the roster and being offensively driven, it could have been a good fit. However, Jacksonville is a much better fit for a couple of reasons. The first is that they have one of the biggest cap spaces available on any team in the NFL right now, which is the third largest at the time of this recording. Another major advantage is that it is one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. Lastly, the prospect of getting to coach and work with Trevor Lawrence offers a golden opportunity to pair Peterson with him. Now, the next question is, why Doug Peterson? Why hire him? Well, he has a lot going for him. So, he's won a Super Bowl in his second season with the Eagles. Very rare to get a head coach on the market that has won a Super Bowl. This doesn't happen that often. He also won a Super Bowl as a player, albeit as a backup to Brett Favre in 1997 with the Green Bay Packers under Mike Holmgren. Keep that name in the back of your head. He also has a winning record, which doesn't hurt at all. When you look at his five seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles, he went 7-9, 13-3, which led to the Super Bowl victory, 9-7, 9-7, both were playoff appearances, and then 4-11-1 in which he was fired after that season. He's also an offensive head coach. This is the major trend in the NFL, as well as the rules favoring the offense now, so that's another advantage that Jacksonville has when looking at Peterson. He also comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and by extension, Mike Holmgren. However, another thing too, is that Peterson, as a player, played under Andy Reid, and then as a coach, he was an offensive coordinator when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs under Andy Reid. That's invaluable experience, especially right now in this league where we're at. Now, when you combine all of these together, you have not only a great package in a head coach, but a rare one as well. So it made all the sense in the world for the Jaguars to pick him up. Honestly, this will be a really good turnaround, not just for the Jaguars, but also Trevor Lawrence. Don't expect it to be an overnight success, though. It will take some time, but this will be a much faster turnaround for the Jaguars than it would have under Urban Meyer. I can't wait for Duval Dougie, and that name is going to stick. All right, now, let's shift to the other side of this hiring story. So, before Peterson was hired as Jacksonville's next head coach, it was reported that Byron Leftwich, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive head coordinator, had interviewed with them and was going to be hired. However, it came to light that he wanted certain concessions to be made on the Jaguar side of things. Namely, he wanted Trent Baalke out as the GM. Shad Khan didn't want to do that, and so they parted ways and the Jags opened up another round of interviews, leading to Peterson's hiring. Now, this has been blowing up for many reasons such as the Jags blew it, left which has a track record of proven success, yada 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 yada. As I just said though earlier, 
Peterson has a proven record of success, including a Super Bowl, but as a head coach. And we'll revisit this later as well. The one perspective I have seen blow up that is most interesting is that it ties into the Brian Flores situation and the issues that black men face when trying to become head coaches in the NFL. We're not going to go into that as there are others who are better at dissecting and dialoguing on that issue. However, if this is the angle or perspective that many people are trying to use to explain why Leftwich did not get hired, who is a black man, this is a non-story. Here's why, and remember, we need to keep everything in context. So, allegedly Trent Baalke is a death knell for coaches. The problem with that is when he was hired for the 49ers GM position, it was in order to lure Jim Harbaugh to the organization as a head coach. And mind you, when they were fighting, mainly the issues kind of fall on Harbaugh's side because he runs very hot, which is good because he has winning records, but he's also combative to an extent, and he's not really the cooperative type, which is perfect for college as you can build the team around the coach's identity and their philosophy, but in the NFL sphere, you need to be more cooperative. Can't really be doing that. And yes, Byron Leftwich has won a Super Bowl, but not as a head coach. And like I said, it's very rare to get someone on the market who's a head coach and has won a Super Bowl, and very recently. Also, this is the NFL. And my uncle gave me this really great analogy or metaphor for this. So, in the NFL, evaluations can go from like a $3 billion evaluation to a $3.5 billion evaluation just based on a head coaching hire. This isn't a local bank branch that you're hiring for in a management position. This is much, much bigger. Also, another big thing to consider is what happened last time the Jags hired an unproven NFL head coach who asked for demands and then they gave it to them? Oh, that's right. He has a name. Urban Meyer. Now, I bring all this up in order to contextualize everything. When we take all these scenarios and contextualize it, and then bring it full circle, we can get the bigger picture. Now, before we get to that, this doesn't mean that I don't think Byron Leftwich can't be an NFL head coach. I think he'd be really good, or even a great one, just like I think Eric Bieniemy is in that same sphere. But we need to look at it from the Jaguar side of things. You just went through a cycle of an unproven head coach that you hired, got a lot of demands, and it was just a tire fire. Do you really want to risk going through that again? Also, they got really lucky that no other team hired Doug Peterson. The Jaguars saw Peterson as a proven commodity in the NFL, and a rare one at that. A proven head coach who's offensively minded and has won a Super Bowl. Given where the league is at right now, in terms of play and offense, that is rare and invaluable. And like I said, this isn't to diminish Leftwich's accomplishments, but Weigh everything with the context as well. Are you going to run the risk of another unproven NFL head coach, even if a lot of people think they do a great job? Or do you get somebody who's already proven it and did it in their second year and comes from Andy Reid's tree and by extension Mike Holmgren and both are respected by players as they both played the game? I think for the Jags, when Leftwich made those demands, it 
did make those concerns come up again. And so it was, okay, um, sorry, dude, we're going to part ways. And from everything I've seen, it was amicable. Leftwich went back to the Buccaneers. And the Jaguars got lucky and picked up Peterson. And, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how things play out. And I hope the best for Leftwich's future. And I think he could be a really good head coach. Like I said, I'm not saying he can't be. I would love to see him as one. But again, look at the Jaguar side of things. With that said, this has been a Bandolier Core production. Finn McHale, signing out.